Generations to Hunt podcast, where the goal is to learn together and further the culture of hunting. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Generation Talent Podcast. Um, it's uh, Matt and Joe today, and we have a special guest, Gerald uh, Ordway. You want to introduce yourself? How's it going, guys? So, uh, obviously, Gerald Ordway here. I've known these guys since high school. Um, brought me on today to do a little talking about some predator hunting and uh, air rifles, a world that they really know nothing about. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited about the coyote hunting, and we talked a little bit before, but I'm real excited about the air rifle. Oh, your wife won't be when you start spending money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a new one. <laughs> Joe, how's everything going uh, on your end? Good. 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 I'm just thinking about putting trail cameras out. I need to start doing that a little bit more. I got my trail cameras out, but I got to buy new SD cards because my Beagle um, chewed like four of the six I had. Classic. So I only have two that are working, and so Perfect. I got to go get new ones. Perfect. Yeah. So... Well, uh, Gerald, I guess we'll we'll start with coyote hunting, right? So yep. I think Joe and I have talked before about how we wanted to get someone on that had some experience with coyote hunting because we have none. Um, so I guess we'll just start with what got you into coyote well, hunting. A lot of it was my job. Okay. okay? So I do body work. You can't hunt. Specify body work. I, Are auto. you a bodybuilder? Yeah, yeah, yeah bodybuilder. Yeah. Obviously. Can't, <laughs> there's a camera down yeah, here, right? People can't see this. Only fans. <laughs> promo code earlier yeah so. we'll put a link in the description down yeah. here yeah <laughs> no uh automotive collision repair so uh when the deer are running and you guys get to be in the woods i'm slaving away you know You're fixing 50 our cars. hours a week yeah that's yeah. right keeping you guys out there hunting oh yeah so uh hunting after dark works as long as you're not hunting deer, it's generally frowned upon. But for coyotes, it is. It it's, is. Uh, yeah, for it's predators the and premier right. way to go it after. Is. It is. It's not the only way, but it's definitely. It's my my opinion. It's the most fun. Yeah. And in the winter, you get out of work, and it's dark, depending yep. on your schedule, right? So, four years ago now, my dad and brother-in-law's brother kind of started to get into it. And one Friday, he they just kind of, hey, you want to go out? It's like, well, yeah, sure, I, I guess. So we drove all the way down to Stockbridge. Oh. And we went, set up, and I had this stupid little, in Michigan, you can use a center fire on private land, 0.269 or smaller, below the limited firearm boundary. So I was using this stupid little AR with, like, a flashlight on the end. Right? I had nothing else. <laughs> I guess I had a set of, like, these night vision binoculars that are, twice the size of my face so that they have like uh they have their night vision scopes and stuff no no everything we use is digital scopes and infrared light so they brought you to drag the coyotes out pretty much yeah yeah there was no there was no way that i was going to be getting a shot off on anything (laughs) and so we're you know sitting out there calling 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 and you know one i'm i'm facing the same direction as my brother-in-law's brother thinking okay well he's going to see anything and i'm just going to hear a loud bang right yeah and so I'm just kind of looking with those night vision binoculars that see with an IR light. They're, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks online or something like that. And not not quality equipment by any means. And next thing I was like, well, there's a coyote sitting there looking at the call. <laughs> and it's like, 
I'm sitting there watching. Like, okay, somebody gonna shoot, or or are we just gonna watch this thing? And finally, I, I kind of poke him. Like, hey, listen, it, it was 50 yards away. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to flick a light on on this thing and shoot this dog. No way. So he, you know, I was like, there's it right there, and he finally sees it, shoots and misses. And it's like, okay, well, that was that was cool, I guess. Except. Except for that part where, I, yeah, where I did I'm everything. Thinking if I had the equipment, it. if I had the equipment, we, we would have got that because I, I was sitting there watching it. Like that would have been dead. So it's like, all right, I've got to buy. I've got to invest in some of this equipment. And I was just using a uh, Smith and Wesson AR M M P Sport, whatever, cheap, clunky gun. And was the flashlight on there? Was it like red green, or was it just, <laughs> just a white flat? Like you know, your home <laughs> intruder setup. Yeah, like the newest guy walking out into the field. Like, all right, well, let's go hunt coyotes. You got a, one of them yellow Duracell flashlights. <laughs> right, right. Six volt battery on my belt. <laughs> one million candle power. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, all right. I started looking around, and I eventually settled on uh, ATN, which they're. They, they they are an entry level. So have you ever used the big old what is it like the red and green lights? I have those too. Yeah. Yeah. How, how effective is that? Like I guess so. Uh, to me, you know, you ever go shine a deer at night or whatever? Um, as soon as you put the light on, like eighty percent of the time, they just kind of take. So they and I don't use it a lot because I've got all my night vision stuff. So right. I, I don't use it a lot, but typically you don't want the beam directly on. Whatever you're watching, you're trying to shoot. You want them in the outer edge. Okay. Um, and es- essentially, the light effectively works as kind of camouflage for you. Because they so, can't see into you. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Picture you're looking into a set of headlights at a car. You can't tell what kind of car that is. You can right. just see a really and bright you, light, and you, you know. You generally don't know you're getting pulled over until the blue lights. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So don't use blue lights when you're out hunting. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so the red light is the least seen color. So they say, whoever they are, is the least seen color on the color spectrum to use for uh, coyotes and stuff. They see in a, I believe it's a black and yellow color scheme. Um, so the red, what they see more is a, a shadow. So the brighter the light, theoretically, the harsher the shadow, that's what they're going to see. So the red light casts a, you know, just not, not quite as harsh of a shadow. So it doesn't spook them quite so bad. But typically you want them in the outer halo of that light. And then, even if your crosshairs are in the middle, you keep you watch them with the outer hail. Then, when you're ready to shoot, pop up, shoot. Um, I don't have tons of experience using lights, other than you know maybe raccoon hunting and stuff like that. Um, pretty much, when I decided I wanted to get into the predator hunting thing, I just dove right in. And they're not too expensive for a setup. You know, I think a, an ATN is. $700 and it comes with an IR light and everything. Basically everything you need to bolt onto your gun and get out hunting at night that they sell that in that $700 night vision starter package we'll call it, okay? Um, You know, and they, the ATN sells their thermals and stuff like that. I don't have any experience with them. Some guys love them, some guys hate them. You jump on a, a forum and you start talking oh. night vision stuff with guys and you're going to get guys that hate ATN and guys that love it. Yeah. Um. I like mine. I don't have any issues with it. A lot of issues guys have, I think, are user error. I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a lot of times when you put that uh, 
SD card in there. If you don't like you reformat it or something, yeah, it'll freeze it up really bad. Um, they want they in their in ATN's instructions say when you get this, get online, download the latest firmware, and update your scope because it's it's an entirely digital scope. It's not like looking through a glass scope. It's like looking through a, a digital camera. So if you want to shoot precise, I mean, a, a digital scope is not the way to go. But if you want to get out at night and kill stuff, yeah. Um, if you aren't having problems with your scope. Don't update it. No. it they, they work fine. You're not going to get any extra features that's going to be any sort of game changer by updating your scope to the latest firmware. Right. And do you think there is there a, would say, a late latency issue with the digital? You know, it's going through the lens, then to the, the, the screen, or is it pretty accurate? It's, you know? I, I've never had any issue with it. It's been always very accurate okay. for me. So you've never um, had any like Call of Duty lag issues with it? No, 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 no. I've had I have had a couple screen freeze issues, but I I've been out in you know nearly twenty below, and anything electronic out oh, in something like that is yeah. a mess up, right? You, um, it, out in the summertime, I I have never had an issue it, with it, any of it. You never had an issue with it sh- shooting multiple times after each other, like with the recoil somehow. No, and as far as the the video end of it goes, I just reach up and I click an arrow. They do have a recoil activated video, um, but that only catches you know a few seconds before the shot to a few seconds. Well, you only need one shot, right? Correct. Right, right. I've I actually I got away from any AR platform. I use strictly bolt guns anymore. Okay. Um, Why now? I guess was there a reason or just personal personal preference? Um, I for one, I don't like the feel of any of the. They were just clunky. I, I Long banana clip. On I the did banana. well. Now you're restricted to um. They oh, went def- five rounds. Five. Oh, five rounds. I believe for, pre- it's for predator. Five rounds. Yep. You think they would just say, "Hey, put a fucking drum on there." <laughs> well, yeah, except, except for the guys road. that are hunting at night. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys don't pay attention when they're out hunting, and they you know, and that's I think was the biggest issue with them allowing centerfire rifles down here, even on private land at night, because guys don't pay attention. Those bullets, they go a long way when you shoot them. And, you know, I've I've called in sets of coyotes before when I've taken my neighbor out hunting. And I told him, I was like, no, like, don't shoot that. There's a, there's a house 800 yards away. Like, yeah, that's a long ways. But it's a, it's a coyote. Why risk it? Yeah, especially if there's not, like, a, a, like a dip in the field that you can, right. the bullet can kind of right. go into. Right. And a lot of guys don't pay. They get out and they start hunting at night. And it's cool, but they can't see that far. Yeah. yeah right. Um, I use Onyx a lot. If I go out to some place I'm maybe not super familiar with, it's like, okay, well, here's where I am. Now, now, what's beyond there? What, what if this bullet continues going? Where is it going? Yeah. Um. So, and at that point, I can kind of base, you know, maybe this isn't even a good spot. Maybe I shouldn't even try to hunt right here using this. Um. I don't run into that issue too much because of the locations I hunt, but there have been some areas it's like I'm I'm not hunting here. We're just going to pack up, even if it's a real promising area. It's like uh, I I'd rather maybe try in the daytime with a shotgun or bring a rimfire out, something small like that. Um, where was it? You guys got me on a tangent. Yeah, that's going to happen a couple of yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. So be a um, bunch of so pretty much <laughs> just kind of like what got you into it. So you're brother-in-law and dad I yep think they took me you, out, took and, then, out and, then, and then gave you a useless weapon yep. to shoot at them and so okay so then i bought my scope and got everything set up when we went out and then the very first time we went out we went out across the road from my dad's house in the field sat out there calling he had a, a thermal monocular at that point and he could see some heat signatures across a drainage ditch just kind of milling around in the weeds 
So we set the call out and we weren't really paying attention to wind direction. Nothing that I know now is pretty important when you're hunting, uh, coyotes especially, but hunting in general. Um, we set the call out, light off a, a lone howl or whatever. And all of a sudden this pack goes nuts across the ditch. And so I'm sitting out there just, I mean, the adrenaline rush is, I got to imagine, like, I've never shot a big deer, okay? But I got to imagine it's like what you see when you just see nothing but antlers walking through the woods. Yeah. Just, but, and I can't see anything with my night vision. With the, with the night vision versus thermal, if you've got weeds or anything, it, it reflects like a flashlight and it almost blinds you to anything that may be beyond, so you can't see into weeds. But a thermal, it, it feels heat. It sees nothing. It feels heat. Yeah. Um. So we start calling and going back and forth and back and forth. And pretty soon it's like, all right, well, this the adrenaline rush is about gone. I'm almost bored with this. You know, they, they'd sit there and they'd call back and forth, but nothing's happening. Yeah, they wouldn't come. Yeah, it's like no, nothing's committing. Well, pretty soon I hear daddy, oh, here he comes, here he comes. And so I'm like, I'm scanning, and all of a sudden I see this dog, boom, come up out of the ditch. And so, I mean, adrenaline rush instantly kicks right back in. And he was... 120 yards so not too awfully close at all but i mean first first time i'm actually you you can sit there and watch him and it's cool because you can see everything's happening it's like a black and white daytime image looking through the scope and you can see everything but they they really have no idea you're there if you're doing it right um so he finally stops and i'm thinking okay well someone else is going to shoot you know the the new guy isn't going to be the one to shoot right (laughs) and Nobody's coming. It's like, all right, well, fine. So, wham, touch off. Thing hits the ground. It's like, got him. And then, boom, jumps up and starts spinning, takes off. And so, you know, I'm using a 5.56, five, which is a, a very capable round. Um, my opinion, not ideal. Almost small, depending on your shooting skills. Um, and he ran almost 100 yards. And he, we got him back to the house, weighed him. He was 55 pounds. Holy he was, I mean, huge. Dad goes, you need to have that thing mounted. Like, I don't have money for a, a full coyote mount. <laughs> yeah. I just spent all my money on a scope. Uh, and so he tanned it. And looking back, it's like that was a, a, that was a big coyote. The, si- the next one I shot after that walked up and was like, oh, well, it's just a baby. Yeah. No, no, that's how big they actually are. <laughs> yeah. oh, all right. So that one was big. I wish I had it mounted. So when you say play the wind, so like with deer, like if I set up, I'm setting up based on the fact that more than likely these deer are going to bed here and come out here. So I want to make sure that my wind's not blown in there. How do you know? Same concept, except you want to always be able to see your downwind side if it's possible, because they're smart enough to where if they can circle, they're always going to want to try to get wind before they see whatever they're they're coming in. Correct. So how do you know, like, I guess what it's like, if you set the call out, how do you know if the wind is going to be good or is it kind of a guess? A lot of it, I, I use a lot of apps on my phone now, Onyx and HuntStand, things like that. So I can look and see kind of the general direction of wind's going and I can say, okay, well, you know what? If I sit here, my back or the, the downwind is to the road. Well, they aren't going to, they aren't going to cross right. a road. They aren't going to come down and come along a road. So I know that if they're going to come in, they're going to be committing to probably this area here. Okay. And the first two years was a lot of trial. And I mean, I would I would call coyotes. I would get them. I would hear them. And I wouldn't 
see them that often. And I, I couldn't figure out why. So I started, you know, YouTube videos, oh, different yeah. podcasts, anything anybody does when they're trying to figure out, well, why can I do this? Why can I get this far, but I can't actually get anything to commit? Why am I not having success? And so I, I invested in, um, you know, maybe, oh, I need a better call. You know, you start spending yeah. money just yeah. like everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Just like, you know, if I had this, I've got everything to make it happen now. Um, and I got one a year for the first three years. And what it, kind of call right now? Like are right you now, I'm using a Lucky Duck call. It was six hundred dollars when I bought it. I went in with my one brother-in-law, and so you know, I, I've got three hundred dollars into it. Yeah, but I'm pretty much the only one that uses it ninety percent of the time. Can you upload sounds on that one? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. I I forget it, it can hold a ridiculous amount of sounds. I haven't even bought any more just because I, I haven't needed to yeah okay you know there's it came with 300 some sounds is, is that on. the one where it kind of like has like a, that's like, a fox pro one is that the shock wa- shock, shock wave or yeah or an okay. x24 or something like that which is really good and i was going back and forth between those my dad had a lucky duck and so i was like well i'm gonna get a fox pro because i want even even if Diversified. it's the same sound yeah even if it's the same sound it's gonna sound different um, I ended up settling for a, a Lucky Duck because I liked the backlit remote and all that sort of thing. Um, going back, I don't think it would make a difference one way or the other. You kind of learn the buttons on it as it is. You don't have to look at it. And that one, this one doesn't have the attached decoy thingy or whatever. Nope, no, nope. Okay. Dad's did, but mine doesn't. The thing, the only thing mine offered was the backlit remote. Okay. His his like spins and everything, which do you use that a lot or no? Or I, I never use a decoy at night. Oh, okay. Um, I I read stories about guys that would try it and they would always lose them to an owl or something like that. <laughs> oh, owl, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I mean screaming rabbit, that. anything they come yeah. right in, grab it, and it's gone. Have, it, ha, have you had any of the attacks on just your radio? Or, yep, or your, yep. Or we've had owl. owls and stuff come into them, and it's it's cool to watch. You know, you get to see a lot of stuff when you're out hunting at night that you don't get an opportunity to see during yeah. the day. Do you get just smashed by mosquitoes in the fall or the summer? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spend a lot of money in mosquito spray. I mean, and you're sometimes it's hot, and you go out and like, and sometimes. It's, just, I'm, it's not worth it. You know, it's like I'm, it's, I, I do it for fun. I'm not a professional. Nobody's hiring me to come out and kill cats. I just do it for fun. Um, so sometimes I just totally just disregard the idea of, you know, we're not going out. I'm going to stay in in the air conditioning tonight. And do you find that there are certain areas, this is back towards, I guess, the wind, that coyotes will bed to make helping locate them easier or... Do you like? I guess what is the strategy of trying to locate a coyote when you go somewhere? Coyotes like to bed where they can, in the daytime, where they can see a, a certain distance. Okay. Um, I don't daytime hunt. I don't have the time. Mostly, you know, during the day, my during daylight hours, my day is pretty well spent. Um, they don't need a lot of area. To lay down and hide. I think when a coyote lays down, they take up just under 12 inches. So any anything you see, brushy, weedy, that's that, you know, that, that height. So they don't they, hang out in dens. I figured they no, always went to dens. No, and you know, it's funny. Um, even when they have pups, that's that's the most likely time. So the breeding season starts in typically February. That's the, that's the, the, the rut for coyotes. Um, pups, they start in... What's the gestation period? I want to say it's 
April to June. June, you're going to start seeing the pups starting to come out of dens. And that's really the only time a coyote is going to den, per se. For the most part, they're going to bed down on just on top of the ground. Maybe someplace they've got a little bit of cover from some elements. But other than that, no, they, they aren't going in, in a hole like what you would always. Uh, yeah, that's you know, kind of, that's what that's I thought. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. No, they're not always underground. Typically when they have pups, they're going to, you know, maybe maybe a, where a tree is blown over and the root system's exposed, stuff like that. And, and underground too a little bit, yeah. So at night when you go out, what is the strategy for locating them? I mean, just make sure your wind is good and just kind of throw the call um, out there or what? Essentially, yeah. Um, some guys they'll go around and well, Dylan Carpenter, he'd go around and and do his howling to do a little bit of locating. Um, my, any properties that I hunt, I pretty much go off landowner saying, "Oh, yep, yeah, I've heard them out here." Um, most of my hunts are very fast paced. Um, if you haven't seen anything by twenty to forty minutes. Usually I don't see anything. I, they they have come in at an hour, so you can't discount it. But it's it's the part of what I enjoy about it is it is fast paced. You aren't sitting there just oh I hope a deer comes by. I yeah. hope this comes by. Like, <laughs> right. like I'm out here. I'm making noise. I'm making something happen if it's gonna happen. Right. So as far as going out there, and it, and I may base it off. Um, okay, I've been out here. X amount of nights, like we're gonna leave this alone for a while at yeah. this point because they do get educated very, very quickly. There is there a prime time so like in the for deer hunting that last like hour of night and that first hour in the morning is the you know best time to be out there in normal time. Is there a yeah. prime time like typically they're really, really active that dusk hour and usually I see it shut off depending on the night, but typically Eleven to twelve, and it's it's usually shut off. I've shot them later than that, earlier than that, and then in the um, morning hours, that probably that like last when they're hour going back to go yep. to sleep. Yeah, they're trying to get a last meal. They're very food driven, um, so a lot of calls depending on the time of year. Right now, it's like we were talking earlier. It's uh, fawn in distress and some pup distress stuff is really really hot right now, just because there is still that maternal instinct that you play off a little bit um a lot of pups will come into a pup just they're curious so will you drop a pup oh absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> without hesitation without hesitation do you find it have you found it easier to get access to coyote hunt than deer hunting i i'm gonna assume oh absolutely yes, you, nobody likes coyotes yeah, yeah. and um, nobody it's like if you talk to 10 deer hunters i would say maybe two or three of them actively coyote hunt. Right. Well, you know? and even if you got property owners that don't deer hunt, well, my grandson, my brother's nephew's cousin yeah. comes out here and hunts or whatever. Um, I talk to mostly people I know about getting permissions just because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty successful as far as, okay, I, I've, I can call them in regularly. Um I would like to have a few more pictures and stuff to back up. Like, listen, I'm I am capable of yeah. doing this. I'm not out. I'm not out just trying to walk around on your property at night and you know right. just looking to walk around or whatever. Right. You know, it's like I'm I'm capable of doing this of, of actively this, shooting. These correct, things. correct. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm not just just hanging out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Looking for a place to you know go looking for a place to drink sneak. or whatever. Yeah. Go, like go that, sleep when the wife's mad at me or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it is easier. You know, people are a lot more open to the idea of coyote hunting. Um, and more and more, I mean, you see people in Chicago, in, in town, having issues with coyotes. So people are 
a little bit more aware of them. You know, I still talk to people like, well, we have coyotes around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some people don't even realize that they're around here. But I mean, in in their defense, if they do live in in small communities, yeah, you're not going to really hear them. They they can survive anywhere. They can they'll eat anything. They're yeah. very elusive. Like right. I mean, so think about it. I mean, I guess I've been hunting deer since I was 15, and while hunting, I've only seen I bet I've seen less than 10 coyotes. Yeah, you don't see them. Well, it's just. I, I like to get. I like to kill them. I like to hunt them. But I, I give them credit in that they are very smart. Yeah, they're intelligent. Yeah. Um, and and not only you know their alertness when they're in the woods, but remembering. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, before the podcast, just like because we were talking about my dog, and he said, "Well, with coyotes, it's." You know, the same thing. If you do something dumb, like... Yeah, they'll get to where they... they rec- I mean, if you educate one, they they will get to where they know the, the sound of your vehicle. And then you... I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. You know, you jump out, and all of a sudden, you start hearing them bark. And it's a it's a warning bark. Then basically, they're letting every other coyote in that area know, like, listen, this ain't right. Something's up, you know? And however they communicate, don't go over there, I guess. Yeah. So when um, that happens, what's your, do you just leave? I just pack up and leave. Yeah. Really? You don't try to go, like, out or, like, around? I or? don't try to toss anything new at them at that point because they're already wary. And okay. I don't want to educate them on any new trick I may have. Would that would that prone you from to not drive around and locate them before, like, a, like in the day or something, would, to, to not try to educate them? You or, know, or are you kind yeah, of— Yeah, I think when you locate them— Basically, you can locate with a siren. Oh. Um, you don't necessarily have to use a howl. A, a loud noise, picture, uh, you know how a turkey will... Shock, yeah, shock, shock, shock gobble. Yeah. Exactly. Same concept. Same concept. I had a buddy who was sitting out on a, a lake ice fishing over on Mason Road. And a fire truck or something went by. Just, I mean, as soon as they were going by, they clicked their, their siren on. And as soon as that siren went off, he goes, there's a pack of coyotes that went off right over in the woods i mean it was like a shock howl right so you don't necessarily have to use howls um where they're going to get educated though is if they come in you shoot at them they're going to be educated from that they they smell you they really get educated on that basically if they if they see your presence there and they don't see that distressed rabbit that they're coming in for or that so it is it's a little similar to turkeys only the fact is like a turkey will come into the same area but they won't generally come in to that same spot if they get educated whereas a coyote will generally probably just avoid that area for altogether. a time yeah yeah, yeah they'll, they'll eventually come back to it um and and usually if i have a unsuccessful sit like that i will leave that area alone for quite some time right or wrong i don't know but that's how i do it so how i mean what is your success rate when you go out and shoot a, a go coyote hunting like how well, often are you getting shots at these things it really depends if i'm the one running the gun or the call um typically when i go out i, I call them in nearly every night um yeah i mean that's a success that, that is a, it is a success <laughs> yeah um i've got this year alone i've only shot seven um but I've been taking a lot of guys out. My neighbor's just getting into it. Um, my my chiropractor's just getting into it, and he's wanting to go out. And you know, I even when they're coming in now, I still get very excited, but I I can keep myself collected. Um, I'm to the point now. I like taking new people out 
and just kind of like, listen, this is, this is what I'm about. This is, and this is why, um, my neighbor's very first night out, we called in the first two in one of the fields that had the house behind it. And it was like, listen, don't shoot. Like they're just coyotes. We'll go someplace else and we'll, we'll, you know, get something figured out. So we let them go. And then we went to the next field and with my thermal, like nothing can hide from a thermal. You, you, you just can't, if it's out there a thousand yards, you're going to see it. Yeah. So we're getting out to this next property out on Garrison Road. And I'm just kind of scanning as we're setting up, not really seeing much of anything, but the landowner was like, listen, there, there's coyotes out here. We hear them all the time. It's like, all right, cool. So we start calling, and I just, off to my right, all of a sudden I see these two white streaks just, whoom, across the field and into the woods. I was like, dude, those were coyotes. I don't know, like, the wind's not going that way. I don't know if we they, we spooked them or something spooked them or what, but those were coyotes. Like, let's just kind of play this out and see what happens. A lot of times in a situation like that, they don't like to make a lot of noise. They, they're not vocal at all if they're coming in, I feel like, 50% of the time or better. Um, so you're, you're kind of calling blind in an area like this. Cause you know, most of the time it's not Arizona or Texas where you can see from 800, a thousand, yeah. whatever, <laughs> you know, you can't sit there and be like, Oh yeah, we got something coming in. Yeah. Let's go grab breakfast and then we'll be back and we'll get them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it happens a lot faster. So you're kind of calling blind. Like, okay, well, I don't know if they're responding to this. Maybe, maybe this sound, maybe, maybe I just spooked them off by playing this or, yeah. Whatever. So it's it's kind of a trial and error thing, even when you've been doing it for a while. I mean, you get ideas of maybe different tactics or things that work. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I, I made this noise one time and one came in. Exactly. It's going to work the next time. Exactly, but, exactly. But it doesn't work like that because, you know, some people like licorice or black licorice, and most people hate black licorice. Right, right. Well, and you're keying in a, a lot on their instincts. Like, well, are, are they hungry? Do are are they looking for a fight? You know, are they territorial? Do they want sex? What do they want? You know, and you're keying in a lot. Well, we can't on, say sex on this. I'm podcast. sorry. I'm sorry. Yep, generations <laughs> on kids things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is now we got to market explicit. Yeah, no, this is man, a whole I'm different sorry market, about man. That. <laughs> mate, mate. <laughs> <laughs> national, we're National Geographic approved. <laughs> All right, so, sorry, I didn't. No, no. <laughs> so you know, you're trying to key in on a lot of their different instincts. So it's definitely it's just it's not as simple as going out there having sixty calls. You know, as much sounds. fun and easy as it would be. No, not really. I mean, there is. So how do you decide? Like, it. I guess when you're hunting, like, what makes you decide to use this sound over another sound? Sometimes it's just a gut feeling. Okay. Um. Sometimes it's you know, like like I said, like now, there's a lot of fawns. Fawn in distress is a hot one right now. And with the pups being young, pup in distress. So there is times of the year, February, a lot of breeding sounds, because that's when their their coyote rut, we'll call it, is. Um, a lot of other times, it's, I mean, a lot of food. You look what, I mean, nine times out of ten, what, what I mean, your dogs respond to a treat, right? Yeah. Same thing. And they, they're opportunistic hunters. So, I mean, if it sounds like an easy meal... They'll come get it. Typically, yes. So, have you hunted with dogs yet? Have you ever seen these videos? No, decoy dogs. Yeah, uh, I would love to. I would. Well, there's two different kinds of hunt with dogs, I guess. So they've got the ones where they they see the coyote, 
dump the dogs out of a truck, and then they chase them till they don't run no, no more. No, I'm right. talking about the like the, where they're you're sitting up on like it's uh, the videos I've seen has been kind of like out west where they'll be sitting up on a hill and they'll have like two or three dogs and they'll let the dogs and they'll let the dogs the go yeah. out there and like they don't even call at all they they let dog go out right. there and then essentially I mean based on my optics from it uh, the dogs are trying to invoke a fight on the coyotes yep. and so they'll just keep going out there close enough to where the coyote like gets annoyed and then the coyote will chase them and they'll run them all the way back right and they'll just keep doing that and doing that and it gets to the point where in some of the videos i've seen the coyote gets so frustrated with what's going on that it will like middle of the day sitting in the middle of a wide open field completely disregard the fact that there's humans there and just continue going after the dogs until they get like 20 yards and then they'll shoot them yeah like it's crazy yeah. and i think that would be fun to definitely experience the closest experience i've got is, is youtube videos also yeah. i think it's really cool and i listen to podcasts there's you know i've listened to podcasts where guys they they went out and they would shoot coyotes and now they they decoy dog and they enjoy it more than you. They, they're like I, I just like watching my dogs work which i don't know that doesn't strike me personally i like to be behind the gun that's just that. That's yeah. where I'm at right now. That that's where I get my enjoyment. I like calling. I like running the gun. Um, you know, sit out there and watch them. I feel like it would be no different than you know just watching them run around in a field or something like that. I'm sure it's not. So no offense to anybody that does, <laughs> but for me, that's just that's that's not different strokes for different exactly folks. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, as far as, you know, um, deciding where I'm going to hunt, I've got all my properties marked. I will, even throughout the day, I'll sit there and I'll constantly watch wind direction. Like, okay, well, where do I want to try to uh, try to sit tonight? Where's where's the wind blowing? Where may, you know, if, if a coyote is going to bed down, where with this wind, where might they be? And it's hard because, you know, with the pub or uh, private land, you got a lot of property owners around. It's like I don't, yeah. I don't know their property. Yeah. I know the property I can hunt. So it's still, for me, it's still a crapshoot most of the time. Are you doing any when you let's say you attain a property? Are you actually physically boots on the ground, or are you just mostly onyx like e scouting it? Or I mean, depends on the size. Okay, depends on the size. I try to mostly hunt. I like open areas, fields where. You know, it's they all of a sudden it's not right there in the woods. I would like to get into that a little bit more. Just like be, what in the woods? In on, the woods, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like that'd be a whole different element. Yeah, well, especially depending how deep you get in the woods, because their ability to circle you at that point is that much easier. How, how much home range do you think a coyote has? Like, you think they're going pretty far? It's it's several square miles. I. I want to say 30, but it's not, I don't believe it's that big. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, they do cover several square miles. Oh yeah. That's, that's hard to, it, the, cause you know, and, and you get that too. You know how you said like the homeowner, like, Oh, I hear them all the time. Yeah. You yeah. Know, well, how, yeah. And then, you know, even at my dad's place, you know, it's typically every third night or so he'll hear them out there. So they, you can't pattern them. It's not like, like a deer. You're not right. Right. No, you're not going to pat him. But you can get a general idea of like, okay, well, you know, every every third night or something like that, I'm I'm hearing them, and I typically don't let that sway me one way or another. If I'm going to go out, like, oh, well, this is only the second night, and they just yeah. heard them last night. I'm not going out. Like, oh, the wind's right. We're going to try it because you never know. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, and um. Oh shit. Wow. 
Damn it. Did you forget? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it's not very helpful if I'm being honest with you. No. No, you used up all your questions you before not, the podcast. Dude, yeah. you need to bring that up again. <laughs> oh, man. I like questions. You should have wrote that down. You're getting old. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm getting really bad. It, I mean, it'll get better, I guess, right? But And, you know, when I first did, when I started having a lot more success, I, I was in, heavily invested in equipment. I bought my thermal monocular. The thermal monocular didn't make me successful. I was already, I I didn't change really anything I was doing from year previous to the year I had my thermal. What the thermal did for me was it helped me see everything I was missing before. So what do you think it was that helped change the fact that you went from one to like you shot seven this year? Yep. So what was you what do you think was the biggest factor in that? Without giving credit to the thermal, I'd like to give credit to it simply because Sometimes I would see them. You couldn't. I could. I could see them with my thermal, and then look through my scope and not be able to see them. At that point, it's like no, they're they're there. It makes it easier to stay committed to a location if you can see it right there. You know, if you're looking with a with a you know night vision scope, it's very doable. There's there's plenty of guys that do it. I was I'm just fortunate enough. I was able to afford this extra tool to give me a little yeah. bit more of an edge. Okay. Um. So it's it makes it easier. You can watch them kind of see not you can watch their body language a little bit, see maybe how they're responding or just just knowing that they're there makes it a lot easier to to stay put rather than saying, "Well, there's there's nothing coming in. Let's wrap it up." And then you know, they're they're blown out of there, which also attributes to, okay, you know what? Maybe maybe I was was giving up a little bit too early in years prior. And then I kick them out, and then they're educated at that point. Right. <clears throat> so I think it's kind of a a you know it, it played a factor being able to see them, not kicking them out, staying committed, knowing they were there. So you're not educating them. Um, I'm not saying that to be successful, you got to have a thermal because you don't. It just makes it a lot easier and if i can have an edge at something and i can afford that I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm obviously i'm going to like why not who wouldn't right so is it common for turkey or not turkeys i'm just referring because a lot of the way you call to them is the same but for coyotes to hold up like will they sit out there and not come yeah in? It, and i've i've dealt with that several times there's still one running around down in stockbridge i haven't been able to get yet there's a small island just on one side of a swamp and he'll sit there and he'll call back and forth. Not a warning bark, but just kind of a... And I don't know, because they, they have territory lines. I don't know if... Maybe maybe he's just on the other side of a territory line. He's saying, like, listen, man, don't come over here. Like, this yeah. is my line. Like, And I, I haven't been able to figure that one out yet. But he's on the very edge of the property I'm allowed to hunt. And there's really no place to get in that I've been able to figure out yet to set up closer to maybe see where he's at. It's very thick, um, like a, a duckweed type. Yeah. So how long do you mess around with a coyote that's doing that? <laughs> you know, you could go all night with this one. He, yeah. he, he just never stops. And pretty soon it's just like, fine, I'm bored. We're, we're going someplace else. <laughs> yeah. Then like the, the rush of hearing you is worn off. You're not committing. You're not coming. I can't figure out what you want. Um, but that's really the only one I've ever had an issue with hanging up too much, with the exception of that first one. It it hung up, but then it eventually did commit. 
so most of the time they'll they'll hang up to investigate but if they don't see anything yeah. too out of the realm they're they're going to come or they're either going to come and check it out a little bit closer or they're, they're just yeah something's up and they, they take off and in many experience so it's I've not like had. a turkey will just sit out at 100 yards for two hours and gobble back just because he's an asshole right i i, I won't hang around that long yeah. waiting for a guy like, <laughs> like no nah, nah, we do this because it's fast paced not because i want to sit here all day yeah. it's cold and we just want to kill stuff so all right well i mean uh I don't know. There's a lot to. Yeah, I mean, what's the most you've ever had run in on you? Or three, three, three. Yep, Did you drop them all. <laughs> no, I dropped the one I shot at. Everyone else missed. Yeah. So Damn. Like you need man. to take people that can shoot better. You're right, right. God, I better if I ever go with you, I better not miss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna... I try to not make a habit of missing. Um, I've missed. Well, let's see. One night I went out, and I had a gun malfunction. It was like twenty below zero. Why would you do that? Why not? I would look. I'm a big. Why not? I'm a big proponent of the heater, right? So, <laughs> like, uh, you, you, I'll go deer hunting in cold weather. If it's 20 below, I'll, you see I'll go deer. In your thermal, hunting. you can just see a fucking heat <laughs> fucking ray around fucking that. Just <laughs> can't just even see up. through the score scope. Yeah. So no, yeah, I'll, I'll go hunt deer hunting yeah. 20 below, but it's gonna be in a blind with a heat. No, it was, that much. I don't know. I just. It's fun for me, I suppose. I don't like getting cold, so don't get me wrong. I, I've i invested in some decent gear. Not as quality as I'd like. Um, there's actually a product out there called Shiver Shield. And, I mean, if you want cold weather gear, that's the stuff to have. Is, is that merino wool? Is it, no, is it's it, like a... Uh, you love merino wool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this, this podcast is the reason I bought some merino wool. <laughs> it's like, dug on it. It's like, I got to have that before I go out bow hunting. <laughs> that will make me successful. Yeah. Um, Did you no, like it though? Yeah, see, it, and it's I'm not saying it's bad. It's I'm just saying like you, dude, you're just obsessed it's so, with it. It's so okay. <laughs> it's just such life change because like, dude, it, it won't. It just doesn't get wet. I mean, if you get wet, it'll still keep you warm. Right. Well, it wicks moisture too if you're sweating, walking yeah. out or anything. And then it's not. Uh, was it? I'm gonna butcher that micro. Was it called micro cryoberly? Where it won't won't smell. Oh, microbacterial or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, we just yeah. fuck it. We sound like a fucking. I don't think not, any person no. here has gone all, past high school. So all the all the marina wool people are going to be contacting us now. Like, and, listen, uh, we need you guys. Uh, to are you talking? Are you out? Review just went <laughs> down. That's all right. Um, no, it's the the shiver shield. It's some sort of like a a, a gel. Oh. Insul- insulative type. Like I, I don't. I don't own any, so I couldn't be is, like. Oh, is it expensive? Is... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's w- very what's expensive. a what's a jacket run? I can I say it was it. five to seven hundred dollars. Yeah, Google it. Fuck. But I want to say it was five to seven hundred bucks. I guess. Got, then you've got bit, but but it was I. One of the other podcasts I listened to, they they kind of justified it by okay, yeah, maybe it is a lot for a coat in bibs. But how much did you spend on that rifle and that yeah. scope and that thermal? I so, buy, I buy so, Sitka, so I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So it's spending a little bit extra shit. on gear, it, it, if it extends each hunt two hours, you know, for the time you spend in the field, how long before your time is paid for itself to having that gear and, I, and being comfortable yeah. doing it? I used know? to be a huge person like, dude, why would I spend that much money on a backpack when I can get one for 50 bucks? And then I was just like, dude, like the functionality of that $50 one, right. the actual one, I'm like, dude, 
you just need to start buying right next well year gear. you know all of a sudden and you go from working at mcdonald's or something to yeah. well, i've got a job where i'm making a little bit of money i can afford this yeah. and you get the finer taste and it's like ah oh, i get it now yeah so this jacket runs i would say this i mean it's it's expensive but it's no more than sitka this jacket runs between 400 and 450 dollars and pants that run from 400 to 420 oh see so you could buy that pair it with your merino wool and you'd be set yeah i just gotta take back some beer bottles <laughs> let's see it now, I will say these gloves are a bit, the $60 gloves are killing me. Yeah, but what if they're worth it? You don't like to be cold, right? I wonder that's if it's, what if you did, that's why I bought a heater what if, buddy. What if, what if you sell your buddy heater and you can afford those gloves? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could afford the gloves. It's just, I already have the heater buddy. So Disclaimer, I don't... I'm not sponsored by Shiver Shield. Or <laughs> it sounds like sales it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you think summer, like fall, like what is your favorite time to go after them? All the time. Well, I'm just there saying, is so there like, is no favorite well, like, time. See, like so, I I, I don't go out. I don't go out. I try to have respect for deer hunters. So typically, when bow season starts up, I bow hunt. So you know, I don't I don't want to go bow hunt and then take my bow back and then go back out and yeah. hunt. <laughs> right. um, so typically, you know, even unless there's, um, you know, public or private land where I know people aren't deer hunting i may go hit those spots but for the most part i try to have some respect for the guys that are out deer hunting okay. um you know some people they, they have an opinion that you know oh well it doesn't bother them too bad and granted i've been out 10 yards from deer and most of the time they just they look you can watch deer real they're close and they don't spook right because they aren't really sure what you are. Or the courtesy thing, right? Like exactly. nobody wants exactly. You know, like I would be furious if the guy that I lease property from allowed a coyote hunter out there and then he started running through there in right. October and November. Right. And so be... even even if someone gives me permission, ten times out of ten, if I know somebody's hunting out there especially, I pretty much stay out of there. It's it's a hobby for me. It's not a job. I don't rely on going out to do this. Um and I, I kind of give the same courtesy to other people's hobbies yeah. that, listen, I don't want to kick up your deer. I don't want to, you know, oh, well, I'm turkey hunting out here. By all means. Yeah. That's fine. I'm, I'm going to stay out of there. I'm not going to go kick your turkeys out of the roost because I want to go in and, and coyote hunt or whatever. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of state land if I really felt like, well, I want to go out right now. And then at that point, depending... I don't feel as bad because, like, well, it is it is state land. Yeah. I do have a right to be out here. But for the most part, uh, you know, even through the first week of, of uh, gun season, I'm pretty well committed to, well, I want to hunt deer. Okay. Um, after that, I may do um, some, you know, I, I start doing my small game, rabbits. Squirrels. I got a like world that. class beagle. I'll chase. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So, so <laughs> all right. You only can hunt one thing for the rest of your life: deer or predator. Or well, let's just say coyote. What are you picking? Coyotes. Damn. Yep. Is it because of the fact that you aren't sitting there waiting on it all day, or I guess what is? The yeah, it's. Reason? I just enjoy it more. Um, now, if it was a, in terms of you no, know, you get to hunt one thing, but your survival is going to depend on it. Oh, deer, hands down. You, right. you know, let me hunt a deer. Have you ever tried to eat a coyote? No, I've read guys that I can't. I, they stink so bad. Really? I, I, I've oh, never smelled dude, like I've, never mating smelled. season. I've tried to eat a lot of things. I've ate muskrat. I've ate crow. Um, we're actually 
<laughs> I've got a my neighbor's got an issue with woodchuck, so the next woodchuck I get, we're gonna try to cook that up. And I'm told they taste <laughs> like rabbit, so I'm, I'm sure they're they're vegetarian. It's yeah. probably gonna be really good. Crow, strangely enough, tastes like venison. Really? Yeah. Fun little fact. What was the other thing you ate? Muskrat. Muskrat. How was tastes that? like tuna fish. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It's like ah, uh. I mean they're they're kind of an aquatic type animal. They yeah. Cattail roots and stuff like that. What should I expect? If I were starving, I would eat it. But I won't select two. Okay. So I guess now I want to gear towards the air rifle. So it's really fun when you combine the two. Yeah. So what? So, uh, we're not. We're talking air rifle. <laughs> this is not your. It's not your Daisy not your Red, Red Rider. Rider no. Or even the like little the the ones we got the as CO2 adults jury. that yeah, yeah that would like no. you know shoot squirrels and stuff. This. This air rifle is large enough to take down a white-tailed deer. Oh, there's guy. Um, depending on the caliber, they make up to an 82 caliber air rifle. What the? F- oh, it's like shooting a nickel at something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> guys, guys use them for. I mean, if you get on YouTube, there's guys that hunt in Africa with these air rifles. Okay, not that. I mean, in, in Africa is like the land where everything wants to kill you. I feel like so. Yeah. I mean, you better be pretty confident in what you're using. <laughs> um, I got into air rifles. Just under a year ago. It, it escalated quite quickly. So last October, probably, I bought my first one. It was a $350 Air Venturi Avengerla 22 caliber. And what sparked it was I have chipmunk problems at my house. And I have one acre. I was, And I have neighbors. And I was using a 22 Magnum to control them. You know, not the most respectful. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty loud. And I thought, well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to... I've got this little 25 caliber brake barrel spring gun. I'm just going to use, I'll use this. This will be nicer to my neighbors. It's still going to do plenty to take out a chipmunk. So I started, you know, getting it around like, all right, well, chipmunk season's coming and I won't be able to take these things out. And I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with this stupid thing. You know, it was a three inch group at 10 yards. <laughs> like, well, this ain't going to work. But the way a, a spring gun works is they have a forward recoil from the spring. And then a reverse recoil, and they're very hold sensitive. So I jumped on some Facebook groups to kind of get an idea of how are you guys shooting these things? You know, a lot of squirrel hunting pages and stuff, I see guys using pellet rifles. How are you guys shooting these things and hitting anything? Is it just pure luck and you just spend enough time out to make the luck worth it for a day? Well, I started having guys post pictures of, oh, I shot this, you know, this raccoon at 109 yards. With a pellet gun? Excuse me? It's like, well, it's it's PCP. It's a totally different world. It's like, okay, well, uh, you know what? Uh, you you had my attention. Wait, you said PCP? P- PCP, pre-charged pneumatic. Yeah, yeah. I would, listen, I would Joe. I would clarify yeah. listen, that. Joe. I would say, what <laughs> forms are you on? I know you're from Owasso, but damn, Listen, dude. Joe, we hang out with two totally different groups of friends in high school, all right? <laughs> Nope. Yeah. You no. Know, honestly, when people first referred to that online, I was like, "Yeah, no, I don't know if I want any part of this." But then, <laughs> then you kind of learn what it is. It's like, oh, okay, no, this is actually really cool. Okay. Um, so I started looking around, and it's like, oh, you got to have a hand pump or a compressor, you know. And at first, I thought, oh, I've got an air compressor. Yeah. Perfect. You know, it goes up to 130 psi. Hmm. Well, no, most of them are 3600 to 4250 psi That's is what lot. these things charge to. Yeah, it makes sense on why it kills things, but my yeah. God, that's yeah. that's so much. So it's like, okay, then I start looking around because I'm, I'll spend money if I think something's worth it. I'm gonna spend money, but I'm still one of the cheapest sons of guns you'd ever meet. 
So it's like, okay, well, what what can I get for the least amount of money that's going to, you know, at least least introduce me to this to know, okay, do I want to spend more money on this or is this just a really expensive kid's toy? Yeah. Um, And at that time, AirVenture had pretty recently come out with their Avenger, which has adjustable regulators so you can adjust your air pressure, hammer springs, which is, I mean, the tuning of a gun is a totally different world and we probably won't take any time to what, get what's it called that. when you told me was it called when you basically sighted in your or something you were saying something when you're tuning it in yeah i thought there was a word for it, it was something with b or something bar you're talking about how oh the, bar how's the that depends Europeans. some my first one was um you would read your air pressure in psi the the bar is just a air pressure reading well no i think it was called was it called new pneumatic tuning or something or Maybe I'm completely off. You, maybe you're talking to somebody else. No, I, maybe I'm just. There's also uh, not a B in pneumatic. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, looks cool. B P, same letter, but just flipped upside down. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, I don't Go. know. Um, there, there is tuning for um, like your your speeds and stuff okay. like that, and the foot pounds that they'll generate. Okay. Um, so I opted the first one. Yeah, I could get it in one seven seven caliber. So your typical. What you're hunting birds with back when you were nine, um, 22 caliber, and then a 25 caliber. And I opted for a 22 caliber because I wanted it big enough. I was like, I, may, I might like to hunt squirrels with this, and I, I'd like to have enough you know, energy for that. And I want to be able to walk into a hardware store and buy pellets if I want to. Yeah. You know, 25, I've never, I'd never seen, aside from the, the brake barrel I bought, they had one tin of pellets there, and other than that, you got to order them online. Yeah. So I opted for twenty-two caliber just for accessibility of pellets. So you're using this regular st- store-bought copper yep. copperheads or whatever. Um, yeah, or, or, yeah, Crossman. Crossman. But I mean, now I buy some higher-end ones online just because I mean there there is a difference. Although, you know, some rifles they do like that cheaper Crossman. You know, in a lot of it, just like with a, a rifle or anything, else, like you got to find thunderheads or yeah, all you got to find a pellet that they like. Yeah, um, you know, and they, they like Predator has some pellets out there. They've got this gnarly plastic ballistic type tip in them. For the most part, I've learned pellets aren't um, so much ballistic performance as it is shot placement. So your typical round nose Diablo pellet is. And when I say Diablo pellet, I'm talking when somebody says pellet for a pellet gun, you're picturing domed head, skirt on the back. That's the that they it's called a Diablo pellet. So do they mushroom out like a normal round? When they hit steel, they do. Um, I've recovered them and stuff I've shot to where they don't. It just it's the same shape. Essentially, you know, the skirt may be deformed yeah. a little bit. They may be flattened a little bit, but Usually, unless they hit something really hard, they don't typically ricochet, which is nice. So if you're shooting, if you've got chipmunks on, I'm I'm not saying yeah you can shoot brick walls, but you can typically shoot a brick wall and not risk a ricochet. Yeah. What do you think? What is the effective range on this thing? My first, the first one I bought, if for me, I can shoot fifty to seventy yards pretty accurately. Um, there's guys that are shooting further and that, and you can get into, um, slugs, which are going to be like your typical, it looks like almost like you've pulled a, a bullet out of a, a 22 round okay. and that's what you're shooting. So the slugs, the way they distribute weight, their ballistic coefficient is better. So they're going to fly further. They, they require more air 
but I mean, so it's, it's kind of a give and take. Um, you can tune them for, okay, well, I want, I want power. So I'm using more air, less shot count. Um, and I've, I've, I watch a lot of guys on YouTube that do them. You know, it's not like I've been out here trial and error trying to figure out a lot of these. Like, okay, well, this guy, you know, this is, he gives you, okay, well, if you set your regulator at 1800 PSI per shot, you take your, your Allen key for your hammer spring and turn it in two and three quarter turns. It's going to give you roughly this. Well, I found that on my Avenger when shooting over the chronograph to be pretty well spot on. So with my 22 caliber, I can get roughly 90 shots per fill. Which, when I was first looking into these air guns, I'm thinking, oh man, what am I going to do if I'm out hunting and I run out of air? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was also the same kid that would dump an entire box of shotgun shells in each pocket because I was going to shoot them all when I was rabbit hunting. Yeah. And I'd come back and I have to put them all back and be like, well, I shot twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my, my expectation has gotten a little bit more realistic when I'm going out. Um, so I started looking around, figuring out, okay, well... I ordered a hand pump off Amazon. Right at, like it's like, ah, that's the cheapest option. We're just gonna see if we like it. So anybody listening to this just knows that you have to put thirty eighteen hundred to thirty six. Right, yeah, you're gonna you just you, they're like, Yeah, you're gonna pump that yeah, into Yeah, you it. aren't <laughs> gonna buy a, a Bell, you know, hand pump for your bicycle tire at Meyer and have it work. <laughs> so I bought one off Amazon and it didn't ship. And everyone on any Facebook group or anything I'd been on said, no, just buy a compressor. You're going to regret it. Well, I thought, I guess that's, that's, you know, the universe is telling me buy a compressor. Yeah. So I jumped on and bought a Chinese, it's a Yong Heng compressor. It pre- com- or, uh, pumps up to 4,500 PSI and it does it quick. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I have zero regrets buying that first. I still do have a hand pump for the apocalyptic times when I'm going to have to survive off, you know, Chip sparrows and, and doves and cats. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Possum. cats. going to have to start eating them Possums and things like that. That's right. When you boys are hungry, you just come on over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I bought the compressor, got that in, and started shooting. It's like, I can shoot. Like, nobody knows that I'm shooting at my house. It's that it's, quiet. The, the pellet hitting, I've got a five-gallon bucket that I turned into a target filled with rubber mulch. The target, or the pellet hitting the target is louder than the gun going off. So when you came over today, I didn't know about the air rifle thing because I had watched videos of people shooting, like people shoot deer with these things. Yep. And uh, you have a second one, right, that's yep. a little bit bigger. A little bit more money. Uh, my wife doesn't listen to podcasts, so I can disclose. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I bought an FX. They're built over in Sweden. It was $2,100, and it's a thirty caliber. And that's no scope attached, right? No, that's just the gun. Right. That's just the gun. They're, Are you getting the same type of scopes as you would for a normal? You Yeah, you could put anything on, on a spring gun. You can't. You've got to buy scopes that are rated for a spring gun because a spring gun will destroy you could toss a thousand dollar leopold on a spring gun is good destroy it within a few shots it's never going to hold zero again really yep these air guns it's just the way the reek they're not designed for that forward recoil oh um when you shoot a gun there's it's all backwards recoil they're they're not designed and it's it's really pretty a harsh you know i i've shot 50 i've shot all these different type of guns so it's not it's not like, oh man, that hurts my shoulder, but it's a it's a violent recoil out of something that you wouldn't think would be, and it it does destroy scopes. Um, but yeah, I, I tossed my ATN on my 
Have uh, you killed a guns. coyote with it? I, I did. Uh, two weeks ago, I, sh- I killed a coyote with my thirty caliber uh, at 60 yards. Nice. And, I mean, it was immediate. Game over. It, it did not take one step. And um, that's just as the, quiet? Oh, yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing about air guns, okay? Joe, you've bought a suppressor. I have bought a suppressor. How was that? It's awesome, but it's not. How's the waiting process? That is bullshit. It is. And actually, is. I got the I got the wait. short version. I know. I got the I nine, or It was 110 days. Okay. It was, it was 110 days when I bought it. Well, I bought it, and then submittal process. Take, it took me 100 days, 10 days when I put that money down. So I had to put... Twelve hundred dollars, basically. And with, you're out that money, and, and, and something that you may not have even seen, yeah. depending on if you buy yeah, it online yeah. or how you buy them. Yeah, I bought it, so I spent twelve hundred dollars on it, and I had to wait. And they're right. And I was fortunate because there's people that wait a yeah. year. Yeah, me. Like Thirteen me. months. See, I was one of them. See, uh, just before they they redid their whole ATF online e file yeah. thing, I waited just under a year. My dad waited thirteen months. Jesus. And we filed at the same time, same day. What is the, uh, how quiet is the? It's, it, mine's a multi-caliber one, so it's not super yep, quiet. A, mine is a thirty caliber. Um, it makes my 6.5 Creed more sound about like a twenty two LR. Yeah. Oh, so the, yeah. the air gun is just. The air gun, you don't hear it at no. all. No. So you should Without it, without, with, and, and here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, that's almost. Not a bad idea, depending what you want to do with it. So air guns are not regulated. You can jump online and order any air gun you want, and the FedEx guy, the UPS guy, the UPS USPS guy is going to drop it off at your doorstep. There's zero paperwork. Do you, do you get to sign the package at all or no? That depends on the sender. For that big of item, I probably yeah, would want it. Yeah, but yeah, but I had a muzzle loader shipped to my house because you can do it with muzzle loader. Yeah. All you have to do is have a signature. Okay. That's a, yeah, these over I, I haven't had to have any signature on my my air venture. It's just, they're they're a pellet gun. They're an air gun. They, yeah. they no matter the caliber, they aren't classified as anything other than that. And they so we talked earlier. They are legal. I didn't actually realize this. They are legal to hunt deer within Michigan up to uh, it, caliber. It has to be a a point three five caliber or bigger. You now there is a discrepancy, and I don't, I don't know if this is fact or if maybe this is some old rules, but at one point, it was .35 caliber or larger, below limited firearms. Above, you could use .22 caliber or larger. To shoot a deer, which made zero sense. Well, you figure guys use a .223. <sighs> yeah. That that's, that's, that's how that's how vague. Everything is on air guns currently, and how little people really—it it, it is growing. You're you know? the first person I know it's, that's had that. I mean, I've seen videos where you're the first person I know that's had that air gun that is uh, at that level. And, yeah. And you, when we say point three caliber, or point, that's thirty. It'd be a caliber, thirty caliber, okay. correct? Yep. Okay. Thirty. Just, so the 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 head of the pellet measures at a seven point six two millimeter. Okay. So picture your seven six two by three nine. Um, that the the diameter is thirty caliber, thirty five caliber, twenty two. Yeah. So do you plan on upgrading your barrel to? I would try really like to try. And I would really that. like to. You know, I shot a deer last year using my suppressed six five, and it was cool, because I mean, you hear you even even when you're expecting a shot with a rifle, there's a certain amount of concuss that you feel when yeah. you shoot. So suppressed, you don't have that. 
typically like the whole event of shooting that deer is a lot more clear in my mind because you don't have the 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 concuss like what just happened you shoot it sounds like a 22 you hear the bullet hit the deer and you can just everything just registers at least for me a lot clearer the coolest thing i thought of when i got my suppressor is when i shoot like on my black how how you can hear the wadding whiz yeah it's like like you know when you shoot a ar you can hear the brass casing whiz in the air still yeah i became like, a suppressor snob really really like i hate hunting with guys that don't have suppressors anymore it's like come on guys <laughs> come on loser odd man out yeah i don't think uh, my i mean i don't even think my 350 would take a suppressor <laughs> yeah well mine yeah, mine do they nah. make a suppressor for a 450 yeah. well i'm just saying my barrel i don't oh know you don't have a threaded barrel yeah. um uh gilbert's in st john's threads barrels well, I'm so I'm, it's, hard, only I'm, I'm not, it's only money. It's only money. Yeah, you not can make get money. Anyway. He's got that milk money yeah. too. <laughs> right, milk man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so five dollars a gallon for milk now. Geez. I don't. I, I. It's a cheese factory. <laughs> what do you, how do you make, make cheese? Whey protein. So I don't actually. Deal whey, with it. You know how much whey protein is? Cheese like sixty dollars oh, a fucking tub. So much high school stuff coming yeah. back right now. Cheese factory. So back on point. Anyways. I would imagine the recoil on the smaller gun is not bad. Is there any sort of recoil on the larger gun? Not my thirty. There's no zero recoil. No. Your 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 hold no it problem. full extended Absolutely. arm and shoot it. Absolutely. Damn. The larger Sweet. ones, you get into the bigger calibers. The thirty caliber is bottom barrel, what they'd consider a big bore. Okay, still zero recoil. Um, I fully intend my daughter's four. She's gonna be five. I fully intend to let her shoot it once her the size of her body allows her to um zero hesitation there's i mean if you've shot a 223 that's got three times the recoil of whenever these right. pellet rifles have yeah damn dude so, that that'd be i think that'd be a sweet introduction it's a great for kids yeah. and all that since it's, it takes away oh, that scare factor of yeah. the boom exactly and the recoil exactly. and they're still a, they're still capable yeah yeah um, honestly, when I bought my first one, the, the 22 caliber, you know, I was telling my brother-in-law and his brother who's in the military and stuff about it or whatever. Like, it's like, oh yeah, cool. It's just a pellet rifle. Well, then I bought that FX and I was not about to tell anybody. I just spent $2,200, $2,100 on a pellet rifle. Yeah. <laughs> anybody that doesn't understand just looks at you like you're an idiot. <laughs> Until you start backing it up with, yeah, and I shot this coyote at 60 yards. And it yeah. takes, there's guys, you get on, on YouTube, there's guys that are shooting these things two, three, four hundred yards accurately. And not just, not just, you know. What's your, what you, what's your comfortability kill radius with that right now? I would shoot, right now, I, 100 yards and very comfortable. Um, my dad, he's got a little bit more room to shoot more often. Um, he can, he can shoot, um, just over an inch group at 150 yards. Damn. So. And that's you know, a 30 cal bullet. That's too. a 30 cal. And with, with still enough energy to knock something down, no problem. We actually went out here just over a month ago. We're walking around some of the fields out back and I've, you know, I've got my thermal, my air gun. He's got his air gun. I've got my binoculars. You know, we've got thousands of dollars out walking around in this field looking for you know red squirrels or chipmunks or anything well i i spotted a red squirrel up in a tree with my thermal so i got on it with binoculars and was like all right could kind of tell him where it was and at 100 yards i'm 
took out a red squirrel, no problem. I mean, can you use them thermals during the day? Is it is it a little bit more difficult with the it sun is, out? It is. It and it's not from the light of the sun; it's from the heat. It's just the heat. Yeah. Um, rocks, things like that. They they absorb heat. So even in the early night hours, I've had rock. I've stocked plenty of rocks with my thermal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on them. I'm on. That's em. right. It's like man, I can't believe we're this close and it's not moving. Like my stocking skills are on point today. Yeah. Um, so I mean I, I'm I'm not a professional by any means. I yeah. think we've covered this. Yeah. No, I think for kids it's a an ideal weapon. So for Easton, for example, part of the issue he's struggling with now is not the size of the three fifty because I can adjust the butt to be mm-hmm. smaller or bigger. So I can get him to fit into the gun, it's the noise factor. You know, even with the earmuffs on that. Right. Like, because a 350 has minimal kick. Right. You know, and I could easily control it with a bipod of some sort, you know. Right. Muzzle brakes. But the noise is the part that he just, I can tell, is the issue. And with the air rifle, like, you're taking, not only are you taking the recoil out, you're taking the noise out. It's totally good. Well, and they, they sell, or you can, you can 3D print moderators for suppressors for these. There's zero regulation, so your wait time for your your suppressor, gone. Yeah. So why would you put a suppressor on an air rifle? Well, depending. Um, without a suppressor, my twenty two was like a twenty two shooting subsonics. It okay. would generate that kind of noise. Um, with a suppressor, it, it's totally quiet. With a three D printed suppressor, I did pony up and I bought a suppressor for my thirty caliber. But even then, it was a hundred and sixty dollars. Oh, uh, shit. for a top of the line one. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's like that would be. I wouldn't even put that on my gun. Right. Right. I don't even think you could get. You can't even get one of that because it's a two hundred dollar na- or uh, you get taps tested. on there. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if you, you get the cheapest. Yeah. A cheapest fucking twenty two one is probably yeah. three hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or. For yeah, well, you're you're typically two hundred bucks, and then you know probably another two hundred and fifty. I think for probably the cheapest one. Yeah. The yeah. You're t- so you're looking at five hundred bucks for the cheapest. Yeah. One. Yeah. With, yeah, you're five hundred dollars into making your twenty two quieter. Yeah. Whereas, you know, my little brother, he's got a three D printer and you getting get he gets on their three D printing websites where they've got places where they share everyone shares oh, yeah, files. Yeah, yeah. Can and you make them ghost guns on there too? I have no idea. No. Listen, Joe. <laughs> which uh, which Joe are you really? <laughs> oh, are we getting political here? No, we aren't going there. Eagles nose is a big word. Eagles nose is a big word. We got a, we got one. It's a setup. I knew it. I knew it. I got him. <laughs> so, but no, he got on there and three D printed one, and I mean, it threads right on, and works great. Do you know like the what the lifespan of that would be? Is there or it take? I haven't wore it out yet. Yeah. So. And I mean, for on the the ones you buy, you're never gonna wear it out. On a 3D printed one, who cares? Just print another one. Yeah, I know. Yes. Um, I didn't really notice much of a, a point of impact shift with either of them, like you do on a regular firearm. Oh, okay. Um, on on mine at least, on my regular firearms, when I would put my suppressor on, you, I, it would shift the impact. Yeah. Now, you'd have to sight in for shooting with that suppressor. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I. I I don't shoot without a suppressor on my air guns or on my regular guns if it's able to have a suppressor anymore. I don't think so, I've ever shot a gun with a suppressor on it. Oh, it's, it's life-changing. It's fucking awesome. Um, even even on your regular firearms, a uh, suppressor it, you know, eliminates some recoil, uh, aside from the sound. It, I think 
it should be mandatory to have suppressors on your guns. I think it, I I really think I mean for you know people have watched too much Hollywood. Yeah, they're not just fucking I mean dude, they're loud. They're still loud. Yeah, I they mean, still can, make noise. I'm drive, go go race around town with your exhaust cut off your car. And you're going to get a ticket for noise, right? Yeah. Why should a, a firearm be any different? It's it's not going to make someone if someone's going to commit a crime with a firearm, they're not going to be more likely to do it because they have a suppressor. Right, My yeah. opinion. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah I agree with that it. 100%. Yes. Um, I really think, and, and maybe it's just because I'm a snob, now that I have one, I really think you know, it should almost be a, and, and if not a requirement, they should be much easier to get. You, know, they, they should, you shouldn't have to go through the same process. To, to, go, to go through the process to get a suppressor, you're going through the same background check, the same extensive undressing in front of the government as you do to get your license to own full auto firearms. Yeah. Fingerprints, everything yeah, you do. Yeah. And, and then the the weight process behind it is unreal. I I thought about buying one for a year before I decided to finally get one. That's what, And it's like, why don't I just... I'd, I'd have one if I would have bought it when I first thought about yeah. it. Coming off the money and then not having it's the biggest issue... Yeah. For me, it's bullshit because you know they're doing the same thing. I can understand. Look, okay, let's put your fingerprints on file or whatever, and then you got my two hundred bucks. That's I think it's all money grab for. Yeah, I same opinion. Yeah, like just fucking okay. Maybe let's make a fucking week wait period or something or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. But like, fucking. What's the difference between me get, get if I'm gonna commit a crime with it? If <laughs> if I have to wait a year for it. Well, I mean, and I can walk in. To a gun store, I can buy a handgun and walk out that same day with it. Right. You walk out why, in a couple hours. Yeah. An hour. Yeah. Why that. should it be any different? If I can buy a handgun, something that's capable of shooting a, a projectile, why should it be harder for me to buy something that just muffles the sound a little bit? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. I, I can't. No one has been able to give me a logical reason as to why. I shouldn't be able to buy that. If if I pass a background check enough to be able to buy a firearm, yeah. Why shouldn't it be? Why shouldn't I? I and I'm I'm okay with going through that same process. I'm not saying, oh, you know, people shouldn't have to have background checks to buy anything. I do think there's some legitimacy to a background check. I mean, we background check people for, I mean, teaching jobs. You know, people yeah. get a background check for. So I'm not against that. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for something that doesn't. And I'm going to say it doesn't necessarily alter the performance of the gun. The gun is not going to shoot any any further. Any, yeah, no, it's not going to shoot any faster. It's no, not. It's going still make. I mean, we're like, not talking Hollywood quiet. You're not going to be James yeah. Bond out there. That's it, why I'm so glad they took the fucking word silencer off of it. Right. It's fucking right. And, yeah, I was going to say I try to even even suppress it. I, I've I'm geared more. I I try to call them moderators because they they moderate the sound. Right. They don't totally. I mean, yeah, they they suppress it, but you still, I I think a lot of people associate the word silencer and suppressor a lot to each other still. Okay. So um, can, I could be wrong, but in my opinion. All right. Can I take an oil can and fill it with cotton and it work the exact same? No. You you <laughs> no. might get one shot <laughs> no. out of it. And Yeah, I, I was going to say, because you can do f- what's called a Form 1 suppressor where you, you basically build your own. You get a You get a, an approval from the government that but says, you, yes, you can manufacture this. You have to have you, this number on it, blah, blah. But you still have to pay the two hundred dollars. You do, for that. you do, and and the, the wait time is a little bit less. But I don't think that they are they they work, but I don't think they're as effective no. as 
just you're, buying one. You ever yeah. seen the ones old mag lights with the freezer plugs? Yeah, and all that? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, people have some crazy ideas on some of the form because you can you don't. They, some companies sell kits or they did. I don't know uh, anymore. Solvent kits, right? yeah, solvent, solvent traps. You know, yeah. they've got the Napa numbers or whatever yeah. that you can. I don't know what anything you guys just said means. Yeah. Well, get on our level. Anyways. Yeah. We'll we'll talk to these more peasant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've got to bring this back down to kindergarten level or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. The gun goes boom and it goes <laughs> quiet. Yeah. So, so anyways, that's that was part of the thing that got me looking into even a larger caliber air rifle. So in Michigan at night on a center fire rifle, you have to use .269 or smaller on private land public land you're still restricted to a rim fire air rifles aren't covered under that caliber restriction which is why i opted for a 30 caliber 25 caliber is plenty to put a, a coyote something down and that was when i went to spend that money my full intention was i enjoy this i want to kill a coyote with this air rifle um plenty of guys doing it so i know it can be done it was just one of those personal goal type i want to do yeah. this right um so I opted for the thirty caliber, and and the the nice thing about that gun that I bought is you pull an Allen screw out, you can slide a barrel out, and for about four hundred and fifty dollars, you can you can toss a different caliber in it. So yeah, twenty two hundred dollars is a lot, but okay, now I want a different caliber. So for four hundred and fifty dollars, I have a twenty two hundred dollar quality air gun. What are the What's the ammo I guess run you on uh, thirty cal? Thirty caliber. I That's can a get great a, question. I can get a. <laughs> I can get 150 rounds for 20 bucks. Oh, and a lot of Jesus. A, a lot of places it's buy four tins, get the fifth free. Now, can you do you have to order online or can I go up to Dunham's and go get it? Any of the 30 cal I always order online. Okay. Cuz you're buying more of a higher. Well, oh, they don't do they stock that 30 cal in store? I've never seen one. Oh, okay. And you said you're buying a little bit higher quality. Yeah. And um, there is a store up in Harrison called High Pressure Pneumatics, which is that's where I bought my FX. And so for anybody, anybody that's got a store local to them that sells those kinds of guns, I almost recommend going there. Um, not only can you hold them, yeah, you can order them online, sure, and they show up in the mail, which is what I did for my first one. But when I was going to spend that kind of money, yeah, you want to hold. I it. wanted to hold yeah. it. I wanted to see, okay, is this comfortable for me? Do I like this? Um, I, I, you know, certain questions I may or may not have. Um, the guy up at High Pressure, his name's Tom. He, he'll take and he'll leak test because I mean, it's it's air. The possibility of leaks, it's all O-rings and stuff like that. So there's a possibility of leaks. Um, I asked him, I was like, so you tell me there's a lot of O-rings in this, this gun. I said, so what's, what's, what kind of lifespan can I expect? He tells me typically, you know, the, the one guy, he started to have his leak issues at 15,000 rounds run through it. It's like, well, that's a lot of shooting. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's, everything's put together by humans. So you can, I mean, you may buy something and it does have a, an issue. That's why I would, if you can go someplace, you just take it back and say, listen, I've got this issue. And all of a sudden you aren't a, a number on a return tag waiting to get looked at. You you just go there. I've got this issue. Boom. Uh, the guy up there, he's all, he, he's able to, he's actually on the repair list. Like he's certified to repair these right there. So you aren't in a lineup of. What is the warranty like? So I guess, so like, is it like a lifetime, that, five no, year? I think on that year? it's three year okay. warranty. So pretty good. I mean, yeah. you know, they don't offer that kind of warranty on some electronics. No. Right. 
I definitely recommend you going to a professional because I, I, I don't know him personally. I knew somebody that blew, if you guys know who Tim Gillahan is, he's a world-class archer. Okay. He got into air rifles and he was he's a really big tinker yep and he he tinkered all that and he blew half his thumb oh off. no kidding yeah okay yeah and yeah i don't i, I you, don't, really, you don't need a full thumb anyway yeah. trigger hard. finger he's a professional archer <laughs> i think you need both your hands as much of it. Yeah, but, but he's you, still killing it yeah, he's still you winning it. you don't still need a full like, you could probably get away with half a thumb yeah, but it's still probably pretty detrimental. Just trying for, to give the competition the edge, maybe. Right. Yeah, he's like, I got to help. Yeah. Dude, he's still killing it, dude. <laughs> the guy's a fucking animal, dude. But, yeah, as far as questions and setup and everything, I mean, if you can go someplace, I, I really recommend it. I, my in-laws have a cabin that was 12 miles from oh. there, and I was up there on Memorial Weekend, and I just found out about this shop. I was like, well, I got to go, go check mm-hmm. this place out. So I, I walk in, and there sat... My FX Impact M3. I was like, can, can I hold that? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, you know. Pulls it all out, checking it out. It's like, well, do you have a... And at that point, I wasn't even fully set on a thirty caliber. I was thinking, man, I really would like a, a, a twenty five. Do you have any? He goes, this is the last one I've got. He goes, he's thinking, I, I got five and he had sold two that day and the rest of them were gone. Like... How many people are out buying these twenty two hundred dollar air rifles? Right, like, yeah. what do you mean they're gone? Yeah, this is a normal Tuesday for yeah. me. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he said up there they're getting popular. That's good. Um, well, look at the cost of ammo. I mean, for a moment, like when COVID hit and all that shit, and dude, nine millimeter was a dollar a yeah, round. Yeah, exactly. And you're well, buying, it's you're, also much simpler to find the air rifle rounds. You just get them on, online. Even so, buying ammo online A lot of them I buy is a, the brand is a, a, a JSB. They're made in the Czech Republic. Oh, um, so they're so, in a secret container somewhere. Yeah, right now. well, there they were. So they many. were. So, I mean, you, there are they, so many boomers that are going to listen to this and be like, fuck that guy. <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't have a single American-made thing over there. Yeah, it's Swiss. And yeah. <laughs> so, Chinese air pump. Yep. Yeah. That's right. If America could manufacture something like that, you know, we got to get some oh, people working. Well, that's a good wake-up call. <laughs> right down there, we go. Hole, yeah. God, I, I, I pray no no boomers listen. Uh, we are going to be getting be lit right. up. They'll be all right. They're so. trying to figure out how to hit play on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, so I mean, they were seeing shortages just like everything, everything else. But I mean, you get so many. I mean, in a tin, 150 rounds in a 30 caliber, it's a lot of shooting. I would trip out if I could buy 150, so, 350 rounds for 20. And, and, <laughs> How big is a tin? Just a regular school can tin, right? Yeah, they, they're a little bit bigger. They're about bit. this big. I would so you say can fit 150 rounds in your back pocket. pocket. Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. easy, yeah. Um, 22. And one seven seven, the smaller calibers, you can buy them for the same price between eighteen and twenty four dollars usually for five hundred rounds. Jeez, um, twenty twos used to be that cheap, but now right, right, twenty five cents around. So I mean, I I can't justify it as cheap shooting when I'm spending twenty two hundred dollars on an air rifle. I, you just can't. But I mean, you, you can. the there's a there's a certain fun factor to it that you don't get. With when I spend that kind of money, I just stop thinking about it because I just don't yeah, think that kind yeah. of negative. Well, and at that point, I've done enough research to know that that's what I want. And, <laughs> yeah. and I know you because we went to high school, and I know you work your ass off for everything all the so, time. So yeah, it's not like you're just giving all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, no, I don't have quite the silver spoon. Yeah. Um. So you know that's why I do a lot of research before I pull the trigger on something. Yeah. I mean. Um. But another 
really neat thing about hunting with them. We're, we're, we're looking at not just from a, a fun to shoot target practices, good for getting kids into it, but if we're looking at these at an actual hunting aspect, if you take a, a 22 or a shotgun or something else, squirrel hunting, you can sit down, you can have three, five squirrels running around. All right. Wham. I shot one. Where's the rest of them go? <laughs> yeah. They you better disappear. get on them quick. They yeah. disappear. Air guns, and from personal experience, it's it that does not happen because they are so quiet. They're I just... bought mine for a chipmunk problem. Well, I was I had a couple chipmunks underneath my gazebo. They were 15 yards away, and I've got an adjustable parallax on my scope and all that fancy stuff where you've got to adjust the yardage and it makes the image clearer. Um, well, I'd had it adjusted for 50 yards, which was where I was shooting, and I forgot. I was just so excited. It was the first thing I was going to kill with my air <laughs> rifle. I was so excited. I shot, and I missed, and it didn't move. It just it just sat there. So oh, adjust my parallax, wham, shot, and hit him. And when I hit him, the other one spooked, ran under the steps of my gazebo, and in about 15 seconds stuck his head back out. They they just they don't disappear because it doesn't generate enough noise to to spook you know it's not an explosion going off it's right. uh picture i guess the best way i could explain it would be unhooking an air hose from an air tool oh and with a with the moderator on it's even less than that so yeah i guess the other thing this is not your brake barrel you're you're loading it with a magazine right yep um my my 22 my avenger my low end one it has a i think it's 10 round my FX and the 30 caliber, it holds 23 rounds. And there's no and regulations. I can just go plug a 23, 30-round mag into one of these and yeah, go hunting. Yep. Yep, there's no – you don't have a um, restriction on how many you can have. How fast could you dump that magazine if you want? I mean, if accuracy wasn't a thing, kind of. I mean, you're just trying to – As fast as you could uh, cycle any bolt action. Yeah. They, I mean, you can, you can get them – you can buy some air rifles that are full auto semi-auto um accuracy really isn't a thing on a full auto it's just fun right um and for me even with my my regular my ars and stuff i got away from even the semi-auto because typically if i can't make it happen in one shot i'm not going to sit there and fling lead across the field cost too doggone much money i'll be honest i do just because you make more money than i do no, no, I'm just... He's got that yeah, milk money. Yeah, yeah. Milk money. <laughs> That's also why I don't own any, any semi-automatic weapons. Like, me rabbit hunting, it's a good thing shotgun shells are cheap. Because, right, right. Uh, I will pump some and shells I, through my gun. I even fully <laughs> intend this year, I, I would like to do a lot of my rabbit hunting and stuff with, with my air guns. And Do you have a dog? No, I don't. I'm right, looking I'm for a world class beagle. You, you know right now. Do you, you I will know guarantee any... you. If you so listen, this is I didn't I didn't understand, and this is a totally different topic. But I'm going down it real quick. I didn't understand how different it was hunting with a dog until I got a dog. I'm telling you right now, if you go out with a dog and you have that air rifle, you will kill right? because they don't they're they're not running full speed when they come back. They're okay. just kind of like kind of lollygagging right. around. And that's that's my th- like. I don't want to hunt. I don't like shooting with. Like a shotgun, I don't like shooting my small game with a shotgun anymore. I'm I'm sick of biting pellets, you know, BBs and things. Yeah. I'm sick of that, you know. If I can do one shot through the head, whatever, be done, not waste any any meat, not be cutting through. Like, okay, well, this is bruised, or this is peppered. This, yeah. you know, this, <laughs> this is more work than it's going to be worth. Yeah. If I can avoid that, I would like to. 
I still think shotguns and stuff do have their place. And I, Listen, and I you'll may, be amazed. No, I generally don't have to pull many pellets out of the rabbits I uh, go after because them. I just miss them all. Oh, that's and good. That's, yeah. that's a unique strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Not Holes. the most efficient, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so. uh, but, they, they, I mean, they have um, air rifle shotguns even. Um, and actually, fun fact, in California, it's legal to use air rifles for turkey hunting. Really? That's in odd. Mich- in Michigan, it's not. Because California is just uh, right. they're known for their very liberal right. gun law. The, Lack of freedoms. The, the, <laughs> the, the pellets probably say pellets cause cancer. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in you, do, you do run into areas where you are not allowed to use lead pellets. Oh, They've yeah. got um, alloy pellets and things like yeah. that that you are allowed to use. You do lose. Well, even out at Maple, like the state game area there. You aren't allowed, at least in the area, one area I was rabbit hunting, it was steel shot only. Yeah. yeah. So, like, now if you were to go into an area like that, would you be required to have to use the alloy? Or For the most use, part, I would Could you? Ra- I would rather use a regular firearm and abide by that than try, try to, to ex- push the boundary. Yeah, of something. yeah that makes is, a lot is, of is sense. There a different, is there a difference in um, from your lead shot? Lead pellets to steel pellets, is there different, like different velocities or anything? Yep. Yeah, so um, an alloy, to... you can push them, you know, they'll be faster depending on where you, if you, if you toss an alloy pellet in on a tune that you've got for a lead pellet, that alloy is going to be faster initially because it's lighter. Okay. But you're going to lose a lot of energy really, really quick. Okay. Um, a lot of times, both my pellet guns actually are tuned right around 900 feet per second. So they aren't going awfully fast at all. They're still subsonic. Um, my 22 cal generates 38 foot pounds of energy. My, uh, 30 cal generates 90 foot pounds of energy. Um, when you're killing animals with them, you don't get that. You, you obviously, you don't have the velocity of, I use a, you know, I've got a 22, 250 I hunt coyotes with. It's 3000 some odd feet per second, <laughs> you know? And it's like, and I gotta be honest, two, two weeks ago when I was getting ready to shoot that coyote, it was, uh. I was nervous. It's like I know it can do it. Yeah, but man, it's a pellet gun. Until yeah, yeah. it's it's until you actually get, and you can do it. The difference is that pellet it it's going to dump all its energy into whatever it's hitting. Um, picture well, even you know like bulletproof vests, a it'll stop a bullet, but it won't stop an arrow. But the bullet's going to hurt like heck when it hits you because it's dumping all that energy right there. Yeah. Pellets doing the same thing, except it's leaving all that damage internally. So you don't get many pass-throughs, as I would imagine, especially with that kind of speed and that. Yeah, dy- a lot of it times it and it, it depends. You know, birds. Oh yeah, it's gonna pass through. Yeah, blow right through them. Um, you know, even on that woodchuck, I didn't expect inspect it super close. You were just pumped. You shot. It. I was. Yeah, I, I was. Imagine. That was the that was the second I killed the coyote was the first animal I'd ever killed with that FX. So the woodchuck was the second. Wow. Um, so I was just—I mean, it was—it was a great weekend all around for you know, breaking <laughs> in that that rifle. Um, but yeah, no, you don't. In you know, for guys that like to save fur and stuff like that, there's there's zero damage because the lack of passer. And I mean, it's it's a small projectile; it's not going that fast. Right. Um, on something bigger, I would probably at least at this point. I would be hard pressed to want to shoot anything, even with my thirty cal uh, coyote size, much further than a hundred, maybe a hundred and twenty-five yards, um, just from an ethics standpoint, in my view. 
Yeah. Um, there's guys that I'm I'm sure that they can shoot a lot further than that. Um, and actually, if you get on YouTube, there's a guy named Matt Dubber. He's in South Africa. He hunts monkeys and everything else with them. And they're restricted to a 22 caliber there. Um, and that's where that's where shot placement comes in. A lot of times on anything when I'm hunting with my rifle, it's it's primarily headshots on everything. Um, it's it's quick. A, a skunk, I will go for vitals because yeah. they're they're less likely to spray. <laughs> so yeah, so if you if anyone has ever shot, I so I learned this lesson the hard way. Um, my buddy's dad had trapped a skunk or whatever, and you know he's like, well, I'll just you know tap it with the 22 before we try to get it out of there all right whatever so you know he he knew the skunk was in the area so that it was like kind of in a tarp so we could walk up to it and him not really know it. and so we snuck up and he popped it in the head and in the absolute second he did yeah. it it's it, it sprayed yep it's because it's, it's it's the way their nervous system reacts yeah and it was if you've ever been within even if you're not sprayed by a skunk if you're within it's a terrible foot or two it is the, one of the most nauseous things you're, you're ever yeah. experienced so get this my dad does a lot of taxidermy like tanning stuff he tans hides well to, to get into it he would pick up animals off the side of the road we were going to church one day and we drove by this skunk and as we're going by, he's like, what? he goes, it doesn't stink. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, on our way home, boom, grabbed that thing and skinned it out and saved the, the stink sack out of it. Like, totally cut it off the skunk and saved it. Put it in a, a glass jar and put it over by a shed over on the one end of his property on the other side of the pond. So that And forgot about it. The next summer I'm driving around, it's still in the sealed baby food jar. It's like, man, there's a skunk around here. So I went back and was like, you got a skunk hanging out over by the shed or something. And he goes, oh, I forgot. I've got that stink sack over there. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? <laughs> but yeah, so even in a sealed jar like that on something that wasn't punctured, you still smell it? A year yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, if you shoot them through the vitals... It, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm gonna just avoid shooting yeah, them all together. <laughs> oh come on, where's your sense of adventure? No, I'm good. Like they're they're cute and they don't bother me. And and the they have, like I would rather get bit by a skunk and like scratched than it spray me. Uh, we've I've been out before and they come uncomfortably close. It's like <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna shoot it with it right there. There's no way. Like please just go away. All right. So that that is one weird thing about night hunting is how close animals do get to you. Sounds like I need to go coyote hunt. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And and if you pair it with an air rifle, you know my four year old daughter, she'd been dinging me to go out. She, it's like you're you're four. I'm not going to take you out at ten thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of weeks ago when we got that one, she was like, you know, we we actually went over and we were sitting out watching for woodchucks. He's got an infestation of woodchucks over there. And it was getting, we were getting down to like the last half hour of daylight. And she was doing really, really good. It's just sitting there. I'm working with her. You know, this this podcast is Generations to Hunt, right? So, you're, yeah, I mean, this, the whole thing about this is not only, you know, let's bounce ideas off each other, but let, like, let's get the next generation into oh, it, right? Right. So she's dinging, wanting to go out. It's like, all right, we'll go, we'll go sit and look for some woodchucks. You don't have to, but we're going to practice on, okay, let's sit still. Let's sit quiet. You know, let's just let's instill some some good hunting, you know, groundwork here. 
Um, so she's doing really, really good. And she, Dad, I go to the bathroom. It's like, well, we're, we're in like the the prime hour for these woodchucks yeah. to come out. You know, last half hour light, but yeah. all right, cool. So, whatever, we'll go to the bathroom. You know, this is this is more about the experience than, right. than the kill. Right. So walk her back across the road, and uh, we're getting ready to go back over. I was like, hey, I said I'm gonna grab my night stuff. I said, you want to do a night hunt tonight? Really? I'm like, oh yeah. So <laughs> and I'm thinking again, just about the experience, not the not the killing at this point. Uh, so I grab my call and I typically run a glass scope on my air rifles, but I've got a, a quick disconnect on my ATN to where I can just slap it on. And you on that scope, you can put like five different profiles for guns, oh. and it'll it'll hold zero. I I have had zero issue with. Um, taking a scope off, changing the profile, putting on a different gun, and shooting, and I, I've had zero issue with it not holding zero. Sweet. I've spent a lot of money, uh, $220-some on the quick disconnect mount. That is American-made, made here <laughs> in America. Because <laughs> um, I love America. That's right. <laughs> um, but I, I take and I mark on my, everything I own is Pictini Rail. Okay. So I mark on my Pictini Rail where I had it, so it's always going back on in the same spot. See consistency. Oh, and a lot of people will just like I threw it back on there exactly. and it wasn't true, but they're not exactly. in the same and, spot. And I use different colors. Like my night vision, I've got a red marker that I use. So it's like, okay, well, this is where I had my night vision. My my day scopes, my glass scopes are a white marker, so I can make sure. And I I on my air rifle, I swap glass scope to my night vision scope all the time, mm. and and have zero issue because I like a glass scope during the day. Digital scope is not the same. Uh, so we go back across the road, finish up the, the evening there. We're looking for woodchucks and there was, you know, we didn't see anything. So I quick buzz the glass scope off and slap the, the digital scope back on and the call I'd already set out there when we came back. And I just started off with some, typically when I go out hunting, I typically always start my, my predator calls off with a, uh, a mouse or a rat, something Something soft, something not super violent, I guess, is the best way I could think to describe some of the sounds. Uh, so I just started off with some, you know, rodent-type noises, and we were just starting to get into it. And my neighbor comes out, hey, you guys out here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Like, well, we were going to try coyote hunt out here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, he'd been telling me about this, this rabbit call, that he had this hand rabbit call. He goes, I've used it twice out here. And it's called in a coyote every single time. It's like, all right. And he's out there just talking, just like you and I, like not trying to be quiet about anything. <laughs> as, your, as your frustration level gets stupid. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm telling myself, it, it, it's not about the killing, it's about the experience. <laughs> you know? But I would sure like to kill something. Right. And fucking, fucking boomer again. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sitting here showing us how to use this call. And it's kind of neat. It's got this weird rubber accordion on the end, so you don't have to blow into it. It's literally just a hand call. Picture like your turkey yelpers. Yep. Same concept. And so he shows us, and he's like, all right, well, I'll leave this out here. You guys can mess with that. I'm thinking, oh, that'll be cool. Like, my Nicole, she's going to think that's neat. You know, yeah. it'll give her, it'll it'll help her feel like she's, you know, more into it, experience yeah. stuff. Of course, at four years old, she's pretty spoiled. She's out there looking with my thermal and everything <laughs> yeah. else, you know. How many four-year-olds get to do that? I had Legos. Yeah, right. I ate dirt. <laughs> yeah, um, I was big on the dirt. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good stuff back then. <laughs> it's not made like it is anymore. <laughs> no, we got that Chinese-made dirt and stuff over here now. 
Uh, no, so I was told her, I was like, all right. My neighbor went back inside. It's like, all right, we're going to give this like 15 minutes. I said, I just want to let everything calm back down. So then we'll start calling again. And I'm thinking, we aren't going to see anything. Like, right. Game over. It's done. We're hunting a, a six-acre yeah. chunk of property. The game over. So it's we're hitting about the 10-minute mark of letting it you know, kind of wind down. I'm scrolling through like, well, what sounds do I want to play on my, my e-collar? And I come across this full-length summer hunt that's on there. It's like, perfect. I'll be able to play this. It's going to do howls, distress calls, whatever, just in a sequence. It's pre-programmed into this hunt. I'm not going to have to think about running the call. I can focus on letting her look through stuff, um, just kind of showing her, like, listen, this is what you do. This is how we're hunting at night. I hit play, look up with my thermal, and there's this coyote, like, coming down the lane. (laughs) My call hasn't even begun to make noise yet. So it was this rabbit call from 19 oh jesus that <laughs> probably 50 cents back in the day and this thing's just coming in on a string to it and it's like nicole we like we got a coyote like coming in at this point it's probably 70 yards from us really where and it's like no, sh- sh- like yeah. why like she's just <laughs> she's geek okay yeah. and i forgot to hit like everything happened so fast forgot to hit record on my scope didn't think to hand her a thermal or anything. Just kind of pulled up and wham. It's like, we got it. Like, it's dead. <laughs> yeah. No way. Like, holy cow, I can't believe this just happened with a pellet gun. Yeah. And text my neighbor. I was like, well, you're three for three on that call. So we yeah. got one dead out here. I didn't even hear you shoot. And he you know, he was back in the house 10 minutes. Right. A nice summer night. Windows are all open. And the barn's probably 15 yards from his house. Oh. And you know, it knocked it right over. So we go out there, and she's just geek. She's like, you know, like she's walking up to it in front of me because I'm kind of, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to capture and remember this entire experience. Yeah. Okay. And she's like going up to it, and she goes just to go right up and touch it. And then at that point, it's like, wait, no, 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 stop! Like we got to make sure this thing. We just shot it with a pellet gun. <laughs> you know, let's make sure this thing's actually dead. And I mean, there, there was no life left in it. It was totally done. So, and she's, I mean, for four-year-old kids, she's not, she's touching it and like, oh, Oh, yeah, I remember the first time I took Easton out just deer hunting. We, lucky, we dropped two does, you know, and he just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, with the coyote. So, so being her first, then it was, that's the first time I've ever taken her out to actually hunt. We've gone and I've let her walk around my parents' field carrying her BB gun, pretending to look for rabbits and stuff (laughs) like that. And like, all right, well, let's put your orange hat on. Let's go walk through the field. Let you pretend you're doing whatever. But that was the first time she's like any real hunt experience that where it's like we're going to actually try. Yeah. And to be successful like that. And then the next night, can we go out? Can we go out? Oh, yeah. By the time we got, it was about 1030 when we shot it. By the time we got all, got it taken care of and tossed out back and whatnot, it, uh, it was 11. And so we go back home. By the time she came down off her high... It was midnight. Yeah. <laughs> she so, was yeah. exhausted. So, and then we were up at like 6.30 the next day. <laughs> and so the next night, though, she, can we go out? Can we go out? It's like, no, you were a terror today. Like, yeah. Yeah. We all need sleep. Yeah. You've had better days. Right, yeah. right. But so, I mean, she's just into that sort of thing, which is cool for me because, I mean, who doesn't want their first kid to be a boy? Like, I mean, I wanted I wanted both my kids to be boys, and I got yeah. two girls. Um, so I didn't think I would ever have a, a hunting partner or anything right. like that. Or I thought the chances of it were really slim. 
But to see her have an, an interest in that, it makes it easier for me to say, hey, I'm taking Nicole out. You know, so Danielle, she, she's, it's easier for me to just to get out and go do that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm taking some of the headache with me, okay? Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's what a lot pushed me even towards getting air guns for it is because it is quiet. You know, I don't have to worry about hearing protection because you toss hearing protection I could even with the like the walk or the electronic ones they, they want to talk loud they don't grasp let's well, the whisper, other let's thing talk is quiet. and I've dealt with Easton with this while deer hunting is you can't communicate with them to stop or hold on right because they can't hear you right you know but if you don't have it on I mean that's a lot of noise for a sensitive four, five, six. Right. Well, it's kid still in some serious developmental stages as yeah. far as you know hearing and everything. Yeah. So to be able to have something of that caliber that's capable of, of killing ethically. Yeah. You know, there's, effectively, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Right. But to be able to have something that can do that, um, I mean, I I would spend the money again in a heartbeat on one. Um, and even I have that expensive one, and I still pull out that three hundred and fifty dollar one. It's it's just as much fun to shoot. It's not as you know high You're powered. Just not gonna go drop a coyote Correct. or a deer. Um, depending on distance, I don't think I'd push it much larger than a, a possum or a raccoon. Yeah. A raccoon maybe raccoons are tough. Yeah, they don't like to die. They so are. even even from a, a moral or ethics standpoint, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure guys do whatever. Yeah. But personally, especially because I have a 30 caliber signature, I'm not going to take a 22 out in search of a, a coyote or a raccoon. So, well, that was a lot to take in, dude. That was yeah. <laughs> that's like dude, we're that's... just getting started. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm just saying, like <laughs> you know, because like I said, I the coyote hunt, like. I mean, I have basic knowledges of, like, wind, you know, like, they're going to wind you, but a lot of things that kind of go into it that I just never thought about, the time in which you're sitting, stuff like that, but... Yeah, and, and I mean, the thing is, like, I'm still learning. You, Yeah. Even you guys, you go out and hunt deer, and you're still learning. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good I, at what I do. I'm successful. But you learn, if you don't learn something every time you go out or have a new experience... Then you get bored. Yeah. And it's like, well, why why am I doing this? I, I need something else. I need right. something different. That's yep. that's the that's the cool thing about you know, no hunt deer, turkey, rabbit, squirrel, coyote, no hunt's ever gonna be the same. Right. And you're constantly you're you're gonna watch them. And that's that's kinda cool with where I'm at, um, as far as my coyote hunting. When I first got into it, I was a hundred like, I wanna kill. Yeah. Now I like to sit back, and I still want to kill them by the end of the hunt, but I want to watch them and learn how they're responding, watch their body languages, that sort of thing. Um, and and I feel with that, you uh, you you're going to become a better hunter too. You know, if you if you went out and shot every deer that you've seen, you would never learn anything watching them, watching their body language, watching maybe how they respond, how they move through woods. Well, that, that sort of and thing. it wouldn't be. As I, I don't think it would be as fun, right? If every time I just walked out, I mean, there's there's always the adrenaline rush of shooting a deer, whether it's a doe, buck, yep. big buck. But part of why I hunt now is to watch how these animals yep. react, you know, interact with each other. Right. Interact the close with, encounters. Yeah. It's cool. 
you know, because you do learn so much about them, you know, and I mean, I'm specifically deer and turkey. I don't spend a whole lot of time watching a rabbit interact with how my dog is chasing it. Right. It doesn't really matter. But like, uh, you know, so I definitely could see that aspect of watching them. How is it, how are they reacting to this? Or right. how are they? But, and how and they... I just want to know that for the next one. Cause I'm going right. to kill that one. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting away. Like <laughs> you, you don't get a pass. Yeah. Like, okay, well, nature's beautiful. Uh, yeah. You're you know? just not big enough. You, yeah. you, you, you yeah. just started. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're not yeah. quite a Boone and Crockett yet. <laughs> but I mean, uh, and then outside of the, the Kyle hunting, I mean, the information on the air rifle was, it's pretty neat. It's like I said, I've never talked to anyone that's actually owned one. You know, I've never, I've never seen one to that level. You know, I'm used to the break action one. You know, yep. So no, yeah, no, I, they, the break action they don't hold a candle. I mean, they they have their place as far as they are cheap entry level. Yeah, but they don't hold a candle as far as, in my opinion, to the effectiveness and the accuracy. Well, yeah, you're not killing a coyote with one. <laughs> right, that right. Was. So no, I you know we appreciate you coming on here. You shared a lot of really good things. You shared a lot of insight on both the air rifle and the coyote. So you know we really appreciate the fact that you took the time to come on and and share that with us because I would Absolutely. say a good portion of the things you shared I didn't know anything. Yeah, I didn't about. know anything about. I mean, like that's why I, I reached out to you and I was take like, it to the bank. It's it's golden, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Stand your ground. If anyone argues with him, tell him no, no. Gerald told me, and he's right. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you know him? I do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because like it, it's such an unknown element, and it's not. I don't want to say it, it's not like it's there's nothing become, wrong with it, but it's just like people just don't know, right? And, yep. and I think it's still an evolving thing, and I could see maybe in a decade there'd be a full swing, you know, to. To it. Well, this was I mean, both of those, both coyotes and I mean, the air rifle is a little more unknown, but like, like I said earlier, not a ton of people actively coyote hunt. Whereas, and that needs to change. Yeah, more people opportunistically coyote hunt, right? They're deer hunts, right? Coyotes, yeah, right. Yeah. But not but, many people are going out at night right. with those optics doing. Well, you know, they, shooting and there, the thing is, there's a certain level of that that needs to be kept under control to preserve your turkey hunting and your deer hunting yeah. because of the way they're opportunistic hunters. I mean, even, even, you know, raccoons and a lot of people don't, aren't hip on the idea, but possums, um, Oh, possums eat ticks, possum, you know, they're, they're this, they're that, which it's true. Everything has its place in nature. But if people want to argue that a possum is going to eat more ticks than a turkey, then you know turkey nest can have what eight to seventeen eggs in it, yeah. Like that. And, and a possum's going to get in there and in one night kill seventeen turkeys. So how many ticks do those turkeys eat? Right. That that's that's my argument there. Like, listen, don't don't tell me that these possums are going to control the tick population because right. they aren't. Look at the teeth that possum has. They aren't searching out ticks. They'll groom themselves. They'll eat ticks based off that. Yeah. But they I they, they aren't going to actively search out ticks. So right. They're going to eat the 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 hind end off a dead deer on the side of the road or yeah. something like, like that's what they want they like that right yeah so well i uh like i said i appreciate you coming on here um we'll have to think of something I, and bring you on again for sure yeah um i know you're not really big into the social media do, do you want to shout out any of your stuff or you just kind of want to 
I mean, far, oh, like social media. Do you have anything you want to share? Like, do people want to follow you or anything? Oh, I've got an Instagram that I I'm a little bit active on. I don't post tons on my Facebook or anything. Um, Instagram, I think it's just Gerald Ordway or something. Okay. It's, it's nothing special, nothing fancy. Yeah, I mean, if um, people want but, to reach out, they have yeah, questions. I yeah. know you, you. I asked about the air rifle, and I literally got like a paragraph. I was like, <laughs> "Holy <laughs> shit, dude!" Yeah, I was like, I "Dude, try, I, I try not to overwhelm people, but at the same point, there's so much information yeah. that like I like to give people because if they're gonna make a decision on something, I like to, it to be educated. Mm. And if I've done a lot of research, you can save people a, a step or two, or at least yeah. at least kind of guide them. Like, listen, this is this is the direction I went, and this is why. Mm. Um, but you know, there's some stuff on there. I've, post up all typically anything that i get when i'm out hunting gets posted up on there now it went it's gone from you know motorcycles to jeeps to to now it's it's hunting whatever hobby i'm into um it's pretty much i i work and i hunt at this point more work than hunt right now but you know that's that's life we're we're still young so yeah Yeah. right supposed to to slow down as you get older so (laughs) i hear but yeah yeah, we'll see my retirement plan is doing so fucking good right (laughs) now fucking best market i best market we've ever had our economy right Right? yeah that's what they say yeah i'm not can't wait i'm gonna be retiring in a couple years (laughs) it'll get better yeah Yeah. (laughs) i I post you know my videos because my scope it, it films right through the scope so so videos i've taken through there they get posted up there every once in a while i'm not not super active on anything typically if i'm out i'm trying to enjoy it more than i'm not i'm not super techie yeah yeah but i I try to post a little bit at least for people that you know my friends or whatever that's on there just so they yeah. can kind of see what i do live by curious yeah right i gotta i'm gonna have to do that for a while because i don't know if i have that money much money to drop on air rifle <laughs> right now well you gotta just get a hold we'll go shoot it it's yeah. just, just that easy yeah yeah dude. just that like, if your boy wants to shoot it um, yeah it'd take up by a little bit uh, I would 100% love to watch yeah. him do that. It's yeah. a ton of fun. Yeah. So I would live much closer to you than Joe. Does. Right. So it's yeah. a right. huge benefit for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thing of convenience, really. Yeah. Fucking Owasso possum. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much oh, for yeah, coming no on. No problem. It's a great time. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later.